his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And welcome to this segment. I'm Buddy Shula. We are here with PB Elder Law and Dan Shuler specifically at PB Elder Law. They are located on Cayuga in Cheektowaga, right by the airport, their physical location. And you can also check out their website at pbelderlaw.com. It's a very interesting facet of the law, elder law. And uh, I think uh, you go to the website and, and you Google them or whatever you have to do to get to uh, PB Elder Law. You're going to find it pretty interesting, the things that uh, they can do. 204 1055 is the phone number if you'd like uh, to schedule an appointment with PB Elder Law. That's 204-1055. So we're here with uh, Dan. Welcome to the uh, segment today. Appreciate you being here, Dan. Uh, Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you having me. Okay, today we are going to talk about estate planning for people who are in second marriages. Um, We know how messy I think things can get with a first marriage, let alone a second one. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to go down the questions I'm thinking of here and ask you about them because we've really never talked about this topic of people who are in second marriages and estate planning for them. So when you're entering into a second marriage, so somebody's obviously been divorced, they're getting married again, you know, should, the spouses consider a prenuptial agreement because these are always really weird to discuss. All right. It, it certainly is a, a different conversation. I, I think that the first thing they should do is identify the fact that they probably should be meeting with an attorney uh, to discuss what their planning objectives are. Uh, And and frequently what I encounter uh, are clients that are entering into second marriages, maybe sometimes later in life, maybe not. Uh, But the idea is they they may have kids from first relationships and they both agree, hey, we want to protect what we have respectively acquired for our kids. And one way to do that is to discuss a prenuptial agreement. So it doesn't necessarily need to be the same odd conversation uh, that you that maybe a first marriage encounters where there's no pre-existing children, uh, because here in the second marriage, both spouses may have the same objective. You know, we're married, we love each other, but we've acquired things coming into the marriage that we want to protect for our respective children. And a prenuptial agreement can do that. You can you can set forth terms about the spouses waiving their respective inheritance rights, um, their rights to act as executors under a last will and testament. 
in favor again of, you know, the husband's children and or the wife's children acting for their respective representatives. So it really is something that I think people in a second marriage should consider if they respectively have those types of objectives. So a, a prenuptial agreement is something you enter into prior to the marriage. But even if people are married, uh, in, entering into that second marriage already, they're already married, there's something called a postnuptial agreement. So even if you already have entered into that second marriage and the two of you agree, yeah, this is something we'd like to do. I'd like to protect my stuff for my kids. You'd like to protect your stuff for your kids. You can enter a postnuptial agreement after the marriage has been effectuated to still have things like that laid out. This is it's such a trippy, a tricky uh, subject we're talking about when we're ta- when you're talking about like prenuptial agreements and stuff. And I think, you know, obviously a lot of it has to do with it, it's an individual choice and, you know, circumstance with everybody. I mean, you know, I find it kind of odd. I think I, I when I was getting married, I felt it odd to have to like, because you're almost setting yourself up for, um, you know, for, I don't know if you're setting yourself up for us for getting divorced or, or what, but I don't think you are. I mean, I think it makes totally good sense to have a prenuptial agreement, but what are you, what are your feeling? What do you see from your clients, Dan, on that? Do people get mad at each other for asking that? No, I I don't think so. Because again, under the circumstances that I, the the situation that I'm presenting, this isn't a a first marriage where people are uh, maybe don't have prior kids or, you know, aren't coming into the relationship with things. This is, we've already been married. We've already acquired a lot of assets. You know, think of a couple that that gets, enters into a second marriage in their seventies, which is, it's not uncommon. Mm -hmm. It happens probably more than you think. So they have respectively acquired assets over the 40 plus years that they've been working and their goals are, yeah, I want to leave things to my kids, you know, instead of, you know, everything going to my partner in the second marriage. And then maybe the second partner distributes everything to her kids and spouse one's kids got nothing. So it is really a way to make sure that the families keep things respectively, uh, to their kids or their heirs, if that's what they desire. And the second part of it is a lot of people don't in second marriages unnecessarily want to have to expose their assets to potentially having to pay for their partner's care in a nursing home, if that becomes an issue. So that's another reason why you would consider a prenuptial agreement is to protect your assets in the event the partner in the second marriage needs long-term care. So most of the time, these conversations that I'm having are not in any way contested or odd conversations. These are things both partners come in with and say, yeah, this is exactly what we want to do because it shields the assets for our families and it protects against these future long-term care costs if my partner has to go in. That's a a really good way to uh, put it. We're here with Dan Schuler from PB Elder Law. 204-1055 is the phone number to call for your consultation. It's 204-1055 in the 716 should each spouse in a second marriage prepare a uh, last will and tentacle or testament? Yeah, it, they should. So again, each every individual has to have their own will. Spouses can't do a joint will. So especially coming into a second marriage, um, 
you know, what I always guard clients against are, against are what I call unintended consequences. Namely, the spouses maybe in the second marriage come in and they say, okay, I'm going to leave everything to my partner uh, if they survive me. And I say, okay, that, that's fine. But one thing to consider is that by doing that, there's no assurances that your kids from the first marriage will get anything. So, you know, what I mean by that is spouses come in, they prepare last will and testament that says, I leave everything to my spouse. They pass away, it passes to the spouse. The second spouse's will now says, well, everything to my kids. So what has now happened? The first spouse that passed away, their kids got nothing. Everything ended up passing through the second partner's estate. So these are the kinds of things that you want to talk about with the estate planning attorney so that that attorney can tell you, okay, maybe you don't necessarily want to do that. Maybe you want to think about this so that your second partner gets something and your kids get something instead of it all passing through the second partner's estate, then on to their heirs. Okay. How important is it to get with an experienced estate planning attorney, you know, like yourself uh, to create these objectives? People can't just do it haphazardly, can they? It's critical. Uh, The first meeting other than really going through the facts and circumstances uh, of the the relationship and the assets and the resources uh, is to figure out what the planning objectives are. And you need an experienced estate planning attorney who can point out the various pitfalls that exist, you know, under the example I just gave, for example. Um, So by meeting with an experienced estate planning attorney, the clients can be ensured that whatever their objectives are will be met instead of having these unintended consequences exist, like the example we just went through. And let's talk about those consequences. So when it comes to consequences, what are the consequences when you're um, not meeting with an experienced estate planning attorney before or after entering into that second marriage? Well, again, I think one thing we, we look back at is the, the idea of a prenuptial agreement as a way to protect the spouses against having to, to pay or contribute their resources towards future long-term care costs. Um, attorneys that don't deal in the area of Medicaid or that don't deal with prenuptial agreements won't understand that that is a valuable tool, planning tool, for spouses under these particular circumstances. So if you're just meeting with the general practitioner who maybe drafts a will, but does some of this, some of that, while they can certainly draft a will, the question is, do they understand all the potential hurdles and pitfalls that are out there, depending on what happens with these spouses and the need for one to potentially end up with future long-term care costs, or if we just write the will all to my spouse, potentially excluding the children from the first marriage from receiving anything from their parents. So these are the kinds of conversations that really need to take place. And this is why you want to meet with someone who lives in this world day in and day out so that you can make sure all the bases are covered. Well, let me ask you this, um, you know, because I can see this, this kind of conversation uh, being a little nerve wracking for people. Um, so when, when you meet with people who are in this situation, do you meet with both um, spouses or do you meet, do you represent one of them? So it depends on the context. If the if I am contacted by a client who says, you know, I'm entering into a second marriage, I'd like to discuss potentially a prenuptial agreement or a postnuptial agreement if the parties are already married. And in that circumstance, 
our firm can't represent both clients. It's better practice to send the other spouse to another attorney. It just strengthens the validity of the prenuptial agreement instead of one attorney preparing it for both parties. In my eyes, that, that can't happen. You need to have two separate attorneys. However, if the spouses are coming in just to do estate planning, um, certainly that is something that the firm can help both clients with, provided there aren't any conflicts and provided both clients are on board with, yeah, even though the planning may be different, namely I'm gonna shield everything to my kids or you're gonna shield everything to your kids. So long as the clients are on board with that, then this is something we can help them with. All right, we're here with PB Elder Law, Dan Schuler. the uh, phone number 204-1055, or go to the website at pbelderlaw.com. We're talking about estate planning uh, for second marriages in this segment. A final question I have, does a person have to leave an, an inheritance or something to that second spouse? So in New York State, you cannot disinherit your spouse. So even if you write a will that says, I leave everything to my children, but your spouse is alive, your spouse has what's called a right of election. It's a, it's a right provided to the spouse under the estate's powers and trust law, which is the law in New York state. And effectively what the right of election says is that the spouse is entitled to the greater of 50,000 or one third of the value of the estate. However, in these circumstances with second marriages, again, the spouses may both come into the marriage with a lot of their own assets and they may agree, I don't want you to leave me anything. Just I'm, you preserve your stuff for your family, I'll preserve my stuff for my family. In that case, the clients can sign waivers with respect to the right of election, namely saying, you can disinherit me and I'm okay with that. But without that waiver, your house is, your, your spouse is not disinherited. They are automatically entitled to a right of election by law. So the answer to the question is no, you do not. But that is something that would have to be done upon agreement. Otherwise, the spouse would have that right of election. Complicated issues that uh, you really uh, might want to see PB Elder Law about if you're in that situation in a, uh, planning for a second marriage or even even if you are in a second marriage. 204-1055 is the phone number for PB Elder Law. That's 204-1055. And again, you Google their website and there's a lot of great information on that website that uh, might answer some of your questions and uh have you known a little a bit more before you meet one with one of the professionals at PB Elder Law 204 1055 there are Nakuga and Chiktawaga by the airport. Dan, it's always good to talk with you. It's very informative and uh thanks for being on the segment today. We appreciate it. Buddy, thank you for having me. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.